Welcome everyone to the loan officer sales training with the mortgage calculator. My name is Kyle Hershey. I'm the COO of the mortgage calculator. And today we are going to do a sales training on hosting events. So first off, what I want to talk about goes back to the prospecting in person training that we had last week. Now, during that training, I was talking about attending events, and one person actually had mentioned in the chat, uh, would it be a good idea for them to host their own event? Now, just as I said on that training, usually it's better to plug into someone else's event, or at least on a regular basis, right? Because you're not going to throw your own events on a super regular basis, I'm assuming. But Typically, I would say to take advantage of the work that other people are doing, they're setting up a venue, they're marketing to people, they're getting people there that you can go take advantage of and network with. So I would still say that that's still the main goal and that's something you should be doing on a consistent basis is attending other people's events, letting them put in the extra work to create these events, right? So that still holds true. I don't want you to think that this training contradicts that at all. It still holds true that you should take advantage of every event possible and take advantage that the other people are putting them together and bringing in people that you don't have a relationship at all with. Because when you're doing an event, a lot of the times you're going to have relationships already with these people. And it's always good to network even with people, you know, and, uh, you know, go more in depth into a relationship. And that's great. But other people's events are going to allow you to easily network with people that are completely outside of your sphere in general. But if you do want to host your event, your own event, this is what we're going to be talking about here today. So the first thing I want to talk about is different event types. So this isn't all the different event types that you could, you know, put on as a loan officer. Some of you are realtors too. But here is a couple that I have listed here. Obviously, a conference is something that you could do. That's a little bit more in depth. A conference usually consists of multiple events. Obviously, we're doing our conference December 1st through the 3rd, which is called Real Estate Weekend Miami. And that's in Miami where we do, you know, panels one day, we do networking mixers at night, and then we do the VIP yacht cruise. So that is a whole conference of events strung together. Now, obviously, that's kind of a a large undertaking, right? But obviously, if that's what you wanted to do, you could do that. Now, getting into the more realistic things for somebody to kind of throw on their own and probably something more realistic for all of you would be these next three that I have written here, which would be a seminar, right? That's more of a, you know, panel type discussion. And maybe it's even a full day of panels, you know, so seminar, more so a speaking to a crowd uh, and, you know, with the spotlight on somebody, some kind of panelists or some kind of speakers. So seminar is something you can do. Also quite a bit of work, right? That's that's still close to the conference. It's basically part of a conference is doing what is essentially the seminar part of the conference, right? 
Now, something that's definitely more realistic for a single person to put on would be a workshop of sorts or a lunch and learn. Now, we used to do a lot of lunch and learns uh, when we were more into the realtor side of things. It's a great thing for realtors. And a workshop is going to be similar to that. So when I say workshop, I mean, you know, first time home buyer workshop. So we're talking a smaller group of people, a little more informal, probably informal venue or environment where people are learning together, talking to each other. And so it's kind of another step down from a seminar, right? It's a smaller, more focused group on a workshop of a specific thing that's trying to be accomplished. Now, a lunch and learn is great because people love free food, right? That's essentially what a lunch and learn is, is you're saying, hey, we're going to do some kind of presentation and we're going to do lunch as well. So Nick used to do a lot of these. Our president of the company, Nick, used to do a lot of these where he would present uh, about different marketing strategies and digital advertising and stuff like that to different realtors, real estate brokerages. And, you know, obviously we'd have lunch for free for everybody and they would come and learn about something specific. Now, next thing on here is definitely a more different, you know, atmosphere, which is a networking mixer. So now we're taking it to a nighttime situation typically or evening or happy hour. Typically, uh, you know, drinks are going to be involved. Typically, uh, you know, maybe some appetizers and things like that, you know, think happy hour atmosphere for the most part. And so this is kind of a different environment here based solely on networking for the most part, as opposed to actually learning at a workshop or a seminar or a presentation. In this scenario, we're talking about just purely networking, putting on an event for you and others to network with each other, you know, have some drinks, possibly, you know, and probably some different, you know, maybe finger foods or something like that, usually at networking mixers uh, that, you know, that I've attended at least. So different vibe there on the networking mixer, more of an evening or nighttime scenario, more of just focused on everybody hanging out, having a good time with people in their industry. And so the networking actually comes along a lot easier. Typically, people are a little more free to network. It's a little less formal. People are at the bar together grabbing drinks or whatever it is. And it's a more easy atmosphere to break the ice, talk to different people and network in a little bit of a less formal way. So those are just some ideas of different types of events that you could put on. And now let's talk about how we're essentially, uh, you know, putting them on some ideas here. So when we go into this, the first thing you want to think about is the event purpose, right? And this goes right along with the second bullet point here, which is the event benefit. So what is your purpose to this event? Throwing an event is great, right? Hosting an event, it's fun. We talk to people, all that kind of stuff. But what is the real purpose? What are you setting out here to accomplish by hosting an event? Now, this kind of goes back to what I was talking about in the beginning as far as do you want to attend other people's events or do you want to take the undertaking of doing your own event? You would really only take this on if something is not being accomplished by the other events that you're attending. 
right? And again, this goes back to go to Eventbrite is the perfect website. Type in real estate event. There's going to be tons that come up in your market. Even in smaller markets, there's going to be real estate events that pop up. Now, if there's something you need to accomplish that you cannot accomplish by going to the other people's events and letting them do the work of this, then that would be typically why you would go into hosting your own event. So the first thing you would thinking about, you'd be thinking about is what's the purpose of this event? Why am I hosting this event as opposed to going to someone else's event that's going to be very similar? What is the benefit to me of hosting this event that's above and beyond a benefit that I could get from going to someone else's event? The event types that I just listed, those are going on in your city all of the time. Conferences, seminars, workshops, lunch and learns, networking mixers. These are all happening already. Eventbrite or any other event website is going to give you information on them. Most of these events are typically free or very cheap because they're really based on people coming and networking, right? So what is going to be your benefit of doing this event instead of attending those other ones? Also, what is your event benefit to the people who are attending that's going to be different from the other events that they could go to? I'm assuming you're probably not doing a bunch of these. You probably don't have a history of doing your own events. So what is going to make people come to your event when there's all these other events going on? What is your event purpose and what is the event benefit to you that you're going to get out of it? Some specific goal and what is the event benefit going to be for people that are attending? Those things both have to come together in a line for you to be able to do a successful event, right? Now, the next thing here on my bullet points is event venue. Where is this going to take place? Well, it's going to take place in different types of locations, depending on what type of event it is. Conferences and seminars, 99% of the time are going to be done in some type of hotel ballroom. That's the atmosphere typically for a conference or a seminar of some type. A workshop or a lunch and learn may be done at a number of places. It could also be done inside of a, uh, you know, some type of hotel ballroom, but typically it's going to be a little more, a little more informal of a venue. So we're talking about like, for example, a place that we did a bunch of them was at like a place called Total Wine here in South Florida, where it is a essentially a wine and liquor store. And then they have a big room in the back where people can do events like this, workshops, presentations, because they like it when you're bringing in this type of crowd, realtors, loan officers, real estate professionals, they want you to bring them to their shop so that people end up buying wine and things like that. And it really works, right? There was a bunch of people doing so every time we did these events. So that was a perfect place for a workshop or a lunch and learn. Another place that's good is a lot of the times condo buildings, especially new construction condo buildings, We'll have some type of place where you could do that as well. And they love you bringing in realtors or loan officers, real estate professionals 
because at the end of the day, you're exposing their, you know, condo, right. And their opportunities to the different real estate professionals that are coming. That way they keep it in mind when they're talking to clients, they say, Hey, I went to this really great new construction condo. It all looked really nice. I saw the model of it. looks great. Maybe we should go take a look at those, right? So those are a couple examples of places where you could go do the event for free because there's a benefit to the venue. Now, there's also a lot of places when you move on to the networking mixers, there are a lot of places that will allow you to do that. There is a ton of places whether it's a uh, you know restaurant or a bar that would love to have you bring 10, 20, 30 real estate professionals of some kind to their venue, their bar, their restaurant, whatever it may be for some type of happy hour event, a professional networking event. So there's a lot of them that will do that. I'm sure in your city, you can find some where you say, hey, I'm trying to do this meetup, this meet and greet and, you know, slash whatever networking mixer, whatever you want to call it. It's going to, I plan on having, you know, about 20 real estate professionals come. Would I be able to do that? Would we be able to have some type of room? Do you have some type of private room? Or do you have just a section of tables or something where we could all come together and network? What if I were to buy a certain amount of alcohol or food, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So there's different ways that you can go about that. And I would say that the networking mixer is probably the easiest one to pull off in general, because it's typically going to be the easiest one to get a venue because there's a huge benefit for one of those venues allowing you to do that. They want people in the door. They want people spending money on food and drinks, whether it's you that are going to spend some money on food and drinks for the people who are attending or the people who are attending are going to naturally buy food and drinks for themselves when they come to this event. And it's typically easier to get people to come to a networking mixer when you're telling them, hey, come out, you know, have some drinks, network. It's a little easier than the more formal events where you're asking them to kind of take time mainly out of their daytime to come and learn. Not everybody wants to learn as much as they want to go have some drinks and network, right? So the networking mixer is probably the easiest one to accomplish as far as getting a venue and getting people there. But some type of workshop or lunch and learn, as long as you can find a venue, is also definitely attainable for a a person who hasn't done a bunch of events and stuff like that. So those are the two you're really looking at for, you know, a a little simpler, you know, way to be able to do it and something that's very attainable for a person that's just trying to throw their first type of event. Now, the next thing listed here, the last thing we're going to talk about is event marketing. So you have your venue, you have, you know, you know why you're doing it, you have your venue, you're providing some type of benefit to the people who are going to be coming And so now you need to figure out how to market that event. Well, my number one recommendation would be to make sure the event is free to attend. And then you would list it on Eventbrite. Also, there is a bunch of different event companies and directories you can list it with. But the first and foremost, number one thing you'd want to do is put it on Eventbrite. 
and make sure that it's free. Now, Eventbrite is going to upstream the events that are free, right? It's going to show more people those events. They're going to go to the top of the list. It's going to suggest those events to people and the little email blast that it does and stuff of recommended events for people. They're going to treat the events that are free much more favorable than the events that cost money because they're trying to get people to interact with events and they're trying to provide value for the people in their system. And a way to do that is to show them a bunch of cool free events to attend. So putting your event up on Eventbrite, putting the tickets for free is the best way to actually promote the event. You don't even think about that as a marketing thing. You're thinking of it as more of a ticket situation, but trust me, that's the number one marketing tool that you have for one of these type of events is just making a free ticket and putting it up on Eventbrite, right? So that goes into the marketing. Also, obviously, uh, you know, posting it on your different social media and all that kind of different stuff. That's, you know, pretty simple stuff to do. But trust me, the, you know, just posting it on your social media is not going to do much. What's really going to do a lot of good for you is posting the event up on Eventbrite, on the different ticket marketing platforms, on the different event directories, and make sure that it's free. Because what you're also doing is when it's free, a lot of people are going to register for it. And a lot of those people won't even show up. But that's okay because you have their info now, right? So now you're building a database here of these people's information. They gave it to you because the event was free. If your event had cost money to attend, even if it was cheap, even if it was only $10, you're not going to get those people signing up that may or may, may not be very serious. But if it's free, they'll say, yeah, here, it's free. Let me register for it and I might go, may or may not go, who cares? And that way you're collecting their info as well. So that's the number one way to market. Another thing to do is because your event is going to be free, I'm assuming most of you would do a free event. Uh, because it is free, making phone calls is also a great thing. Now, obviously, uh, you know, when we were doing a lot of these events, we have staff to sit there and, you know, make 500 calls in a day. So it's a little bit different. But calling people and offering them a free ticket to an event, especially a networking mixer where everybody likes to go have some drinks and stuff, right? That is going to be effective as well. And you can just call them up and then you can send them a ticket right there, right? You have your ticket open in the other screen, your Eventbrite, and you're just going to ask them their you know, name and email and say, hey, I just sent you out a free ticket. Check it out right? Hopefully you can come be a part of it. So the two things that are going to make the biggest difference, of course, post on social media and all that kind of stuff, blah, blah, blah. That's easy, right? But the two biggest things that will help you actually market this event and promote it are going to be to have it up on the event websites for free and directly calling people to give them a free ticket to the event. Emailing them is one thing, but calling somebody up and saying, hey, uh, you know, I'm having a networking mixer for real estate professionals. It's going to be at whatever place. I'd love to send you a free ticket. Would you be okay with that? I mean, most who would say no, right? 
Also, especially if you're planning on buying some drinks and some, some you know, appetizers, some tapas, whatever it is, then, uh, you know, that's a great thing to call people about and say, hey, having a networking mixer, would love to buy you a drink. If you come out, I can send you a free ticket and, you know, I, I, you get a free drink ticket when you show up, would love to network with you, have some drinks and uh, have you come out. That's even more powerful. That's when our events are the best, right? When you're clearly giving something for free and saying, hey, I'd like to register you for this. Not only is it free, but you're going to get something when you show up. There's not a more powerful pitch than that, right? To get somebody at your event. But here's what's important, especially if you're coming out of pocket with some type of money, whether you're buying drinks or appetizers or you had to pay for the venue at a at a hotel ballroom. The key here is especially if you're putting out money, make sure before you go into this whole situation, you know what your purpose is and you know what the event is going to do to benefit you and what benefit it will have to your potential attendees. And make sure that you couldn't get the same result from just going to someone else's event right? That's if you're sizing up this event, you have an idea about, and you're saying, well, you know, this is what I want to do. This is the purpose. These are the benefits. Go back through these different event websites and go back to Eventbrite and all that kind of stuff. And just say to yourself, you know what, could I just go to this event and have the same, essentially relatively the same outcome instead of undertaking this entire, uh, you know, job of throwing an event? So those would be my recommendations to those who are going to do an event. Now, I don't really have a challenge for you today because not everybody's going to do their own events. But I guess what I could say is I challenge you, and this goes back to the same challenge that I gave you when we talked about prospecting in person. Go to Eventbrite, type in real estate events, put some of those on your calendar, sign up for the ones that are free, and try to go attend them. Now, if you're going to throw your own event, you better have attended a bunch of other events consistently to see what people are doing right, what they're doing wrong, what they're missing so that you can see what the purpose of yours would be and what the benefit of yours would be that going to another event is not going to provide, right? So going to events is the first step. Hosting your own event may be a second step if you feel that there's something missing that you can benefit from and you're going to uh, provide something to attendees that other people aren't as well. I do see a question here. Do we need to get company approval for any marketing we create for these events? As long as you're not talking about loans, you don't have to, right? If you're just, if this is just a real estate marketing event, you know, then that's fine. You don't need to you know, put a bunch of disclaimers and stuff. You're not talking about loans at all, right? You're not talking about loans or interest rates or any type of thing like that. So as long as you're not like putting yourself on there and saying, uh, you know, I'm a licensed loan originator and you should get your loans from me, you know, then you're going to start triggering these, uh, you know, disclaimers that need to be on there. But if you're just, even if you just said you're hosting it, that's fine. But as long as you're not, you know, pushing people to use you as a loan officer, that's not triggering anything that you would need to put disclaimers on. So 
you know, general events, things like this, you would not need to necessarily get approval from your company for the marketing materials for this. Now, if you're using like your company logo and stuff like that, then you definitely would need to get uh, permission for that, right? So if you're talking about loans at all, if you're talking about your company, putting your company logo on there and all that kind of stuff, then you would definitely want to run that by compliance. You all know at the mortgage calculator how to contact the compliance department through your support directory. So in those cases, you would want to do that. But typically, you're probably not going to need to do that because you're probably going to be focusing more on a general real estate event. And my last tip here would be when you're doing these networking type events or seminars that make sure you open it to everyone in the business. I wouldn't call it a loan workshop or a mortgage workshop or whatever it is, uh, you know, seminar conference, I would open it up to everybody. Notice that our year end event is called Real Estate Weekend Miami. It is open to all real estate professionals, right? It's, and it's not just for our team. Our team gets free VIP passes to everything, but notice it's opened up to everyone. It is a conference. We do sell tickets to it to any outside realtors, loan officers, title people, insurance companies. Some of these people sponsor the event as well. So notice we do that for a reason. We keep it very generic. Also, the mortgage calculator is not the one throwing the event. It's our event company, Real Estate Live Events. So how general and broad is that? Real Estate Live Events presents Real Estate Weekend Miami. It doesn't say the mortgage calculator. It doesn't say it's a loan officer conference. It doesn't say it's a realtor conference. It's all of the above and it's all wrapped into something very general. So try not to narrow your audience down. Now, when you're doing like a first time homebuyers workshop, that's going to be a little different, right? But for these networking events, try to make the audience as broad as possible so that you can have as many people there as possible networking you know, and in this business, everybody works together. A transaction has multiple people in it and they're all moving pieces. So it's always good to network with all of them. So today, my challenge, same challenge as the networking one, the training that we did previously, go to Eventbrite, type in real estate events, register for them, especially the free ones, go attend them. And then at that point, if you see the need to, you could start hosting your own events. And I would take this advice that we talked about today into consideration when doing so. So thank you, everybody. I appreciate you tuning in. Remember, we do this 12 p.m. Eastern every single weekday. Got some new topics here for tomorrow. So I appreciate everybody tuning in and we'll see you tomorrow, 12 p.m. Eastern for the next episode of the Loan Officer Sales Training with the Mortgage Calculator. Everyone have a great day.